This is meteorologist Russ Murley, and here's your WTJX local forecast for Monday, the 27th of November. We'll enjoy plenty of sunshine today. Temperatures in the middle to upper 80s. Easterly winds as high as 10 to 20 miles per hour. It'll be partly cloudy with isolated showers, middle to upper 70s tonight. Sunshine, partly sunny at times, perhaps an isolated shower, middle to upper 80s tomorrow. Partly cloudy, middle to upper 70s tomorrow night. Sunshine, a mix with a few passing clouds. Isolated showers Wednesday, middle to upper 80s. Low risk of rip currents at area beaches today. This WTJX local forecast brought to you by VI Orthopedics and Medical Specialists. Offering care in sports medicine, rheumatology, pain management, and more at viortho.com. WTJX 93.1 Charlotte Amalia, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands, WTJX-FM, with yours truly, Neville James. Happy holidays. We're in the season, baby. That's right. It's a beautiful day in paradise, though. Seriously. This morning when I drove in, I looked down at the, the dashboard. I saw weather reading at 78, 79 degrees, and I come over the top. It's really picturesque day here in paradise. We're going to be talking with the weather service uh, in a little bit. They'll let us know what to expect for the last four days of November because uh, December is Friday, my son. Hurricane season done. And 2023 flew by. We got a table talk. Me and Dwayne Henry going to hold things down. Maybe Ronnie Russell, but the other boys, uh, they out handling business, uh, uh, they're an assignment. Uh, mm? uh, so, uh, looking forward to having that discussion. A number of good topics for us to break down on the Monday table talk. But uh, we got the weather service. I believe we got Carlos Anselmi uh, joining us this morning. Good morning, senor. Hey, good morning. Felicidades. Gracias, igual, igual. Um, how's San Juan? Uh, it's beautiful today. Yes, we have it is. a great day. Uh, pleasant temperatures, at least uh, we have a relief in the warm pattern, mm-hmm. warm trend. Today, uh, the low temperatures reach the or dropped into the low 70s wow. along the coastal areas mm-hmm. and on near valleys and mountains areas. We observed uh, temperatures in the low 60s. Which have been is a huge release since the last weeks of April, when the war the warm pattern start started. So uh, at this time, uh, the 
conditions here in Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, and, and Vieques Culebras is much uh, typical for November right now. We are on in, in an addictive pattern, or that means that we are at the mercy of the winds, what the winds brings, uh, basically. Uh, so from now on, or throughout the entire week, we can expect a, a mixture of sunshine and clouds. Those clouds from time to time will bring a few sprinkles or light rains, but we can we cannot rule out a one or two period of moderate to locally heavy rain if if a strong shower moved by. Yeah, I was I was driving into the to the building this morning and it was absolutely gorgeous outside. It's yeah. it's really a beautiful yeah, a beautiful fall day here uh, in the tropics. And uh, so we don't have to worry about humidity today, right? We're going to be okay no, today? No, no, I, I, I don't think so. Humidity, you know, we are in the tropics, in the surrounded by the Caribbean and the Atlantic Ocean. So the, the humidity values will be relatively high, but not as high as the previous days. Hmm. We have a drier, somewhat drier air mass moving by across the island. So that will help us. And that's the dry season, right? We're, we're, we're starting to get into that now, right? Yes, we are moving into it. At the end of the dry season, most of the time, is at the end of November, beginning of December. We, as we move away from the tropical season. Mm-hmm. So right now, we, are, we just have three more days of the Atlantic tropical hurricane season. So let's see. Uh, we were lucky this year. A lot of this was an atypical uh, hurricane season because we were we are, although we are in a Enzo or a Nino event, uh, we observed a lot of or we had a lot of uh, uh, tropical formation. But we were lucky and nothing impact directly us. So that's good. That's good. Yeah, but I know. Um Dominican Republic, they got beat up last weekend. There was a yeah, lot of that's rain. True. That's uh, true. That's in, that was the, in, the the wet pattern that we were expecting. Yeah. We were lucky and moved away from Puerto Rico yeah. to affect our brothers and sisters in the Dominican Republic. And Haiti. And Haiti, yeah, they, yes, and they, Haiti, and yeah. Haiti too. Yeah, they in, got, they got the that rain. That's right. Yeah, they were thinking that that system... And I learned a term last week from one of your one of your coworkers, the moisture field, right? Yes. He, 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 their thinking was that that particular system would move more northeast than it, but but it moved more north, and that's yes. why Puerto Rico was spared, but the Dominican Republic took a direct hit uh, last weekend. A lot of rain. A lot, yes, of rain. a lot of rain and fatalities too. Yeah, because because, because the they got a lot of mountains and, and the hazards. Yeah, they got a lot of mountains, and the rain came down into the town areas and all yes. that stuff. So. Yeah, so, yep. so we were fortunate. Even so, even a few Puerto Ricans died over there. They were on vacation. Oh, really? And yes, on oh, the highway and that. something uh, like a, a wall, a concrete wall fall mm-hmm. over the, that family. Yeah, sorry, so, sorry, sorry to hear that. Um, Carlos, a couple of things. Uh, yeah. how, how long does the dry season last for From till about what, March, April? So basically the dry seasons extend up to April. Most, mm. April is a... It's a transition month. Sometimes we have wet, wet, wet Aprils or drier Aprils. You know that that may, that month is difficult. Mm-hmm. At least the last two weeks of, of of April. But the the dry season extends from December, the beginning of December, all the way 
to April, and then the the transitions months, the transitioning months are the last weeks of April and May, which are a, some some we have in some instance we have, uh, we observed a very flooding rains, a lot of flooding rains over over the islands, but then the tropi- the the wet seasons begin and on May and extend all the way to November. Wow. Wow. And then uh we we get the tropical update uh in the middle of May and then yes. and then the hurricane season starts on June 1, right? Yes. Yeah. That's correct. Okay, that's good. You have you, you know your your tropics. Well, you know I I, th- I talk I talk with you guys a lot so I try to learn. No. No, you and I have had some conversations in the past. Uh, about about uh, festivals in Puerto Rico, right? Yes, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, so I, I was look. I'm looking. At, I got a website here, www.miahendapr.com, uh, Right? You know what? I, I learned a, lo- a lot from you. Miahenda. <laughs> Let me look for yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, miahenda dot com. Right? Miahenda Yeah, yeah. M i a g e n d a pr.com right www.meagenda.com right, right? and i was looking and and one of the things that that you taught me last year was i thought patronales was a special weekend uh in in july because um a lot of folks from the virgin islands they head down to to vieques but you were the one who told me patronales happens whenever a particular town Right, whenever a particular town in Puerto Rico feels like having the patronales, right? Yes, that's so, true. So I'm look. I was looking here, and I noticed beginning on Friday, right, Thanksgiving weekend, yes, that um, they had a fiestas patronales en juncos, right? Uh, hey, that's true. That's right. I, uh, I'm I'm on the website right now. You know, yeah. <laughs> I like that. No, I, I like to, I like that. I, need I like to that. My culture. Yeah, yeah. And then and then I see. Uh, they had noches en la bahía en Ponce, right? Ah, yes, right, right, and, and and festival de la montaña en Ibonito, which is the one, which is the one I wanted to talk to you about, right? Yes. Ibonito, that's the middle of the island, right? That, yes, that's true. It's like it's the eastern interior. Eastern interior, and it's real. Yes. It's mountainous in Ibonito, right? It's beautiful. It, it, okay, with me here is someone from over there. Here we have a meteorologist from Ibonito. Oh yeah, you have a meteorologist from Ibonito. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Right. And um. One of our coworkers, um, they were hanging out in Puerto Rico. They were in Orocovis. Where, where is Oroco? Where is Orocovis at? Orocovis is in the interior. That's in the middle of the island. In the middle of the island, yes. Okay, okay. So that's like north of Ponce, right? Because Ponce, uh, kind of, yes. Because Ponce uh, is in is south central Puerto Rico, and then you head up into the mountains like Ayuya and all that stuff, right? You pass through there. Correct. correct. To head up there, but I, I, I'm looking here and. Um, they got activities every night. They got they had activity on Saturday night. They had uh, different towns that is. Then they had one um, last night, uh, uh, the twenty sixth of November. They had patronales in juncos, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and patronales it lasts like what three or four days, five days? Uh, it depends, but mostly if, if that start on Friday. I know my people here, so stand the entire weekend. <laughs> the entire weekend, yeah, yeah. yeah. The entire weekend. Yeah, and, and, and then they have Ventana Al Haz in Condado, right? Yeah, so that's beautiful too. And also the Actividad de Bomba y Plena in Puerto Rico, oh. that's a great festival too. Oh, really? Yes, because that is like our African heritage. Yeah. I, uh, 
is a mixture between the Bomba, is the African heritage, and Plena is the Spaniard heritage. Well, so well, actually, 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 tonight, right? They got what? they got Bomba y Plena, el lunes de Plena en Rio Piedras tonight. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I, I've been there. I love it. So, love so, drums, so, 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 uh, so, if you're not if you're not working late and you don't have to get up too early tomorrow morning, maybe you could go to Rio Piedras tonight. Then. Uh, 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 I, I'm, work, <laughs> I'm working tomorrow. I'm not working this time. No, 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 no. Then we don't want you to go and get carried away, and then you can't work tomorrow morning. We don't want that. But, but, but that lasts uh, that lasts for, for two days because they have it tomorrow in, in Rio Piedras as well, right? Um, that's uh, the 27th and the 28th uh, of November. And then um, down in Mayagüez on the western side of the island, they got Navidad es Mayagüez, right? Yes. So they start yeah, that. You, are, you, you know Puerto Rico more than me. Nah. Thank you for that. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no, but, but, but we, have, we have some listeners. <laughs> we, we have listeners um, who listen to NPR. Um, one of my... Um, co-workers they were they were hosting the show and a caller called in from Vieques and he said he lives on his boat in Vieques and he listens to the station every day so you know a lot of people uh they like the NPR radio station so um but um it's amazing that um festivals are a year-round thing in Puerto Rico depending on what part of the, what part of the island you're on uh, uh here on St. Croix we do a we do a Christmas thing um when like, it is. Uh, from like the middle of December until January 6th until Three Kings Day Okay. Uh, so it lasts about three weeks. We got village for about uh, two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do our thing here on St. Croix. And then, I need to go there. Yeah, you need to come over and hang out in the mm-hmm. village. And uh, we got Latin night on, on January 1st. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's, 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 we, have, right. we have a good time. And then in April, we have our big Virgin Islands carnival. That's in St. Thomas. Actually, uh, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you heard about that. And then, of course, Fourth of July, uh, we have one in St. John as well. You know, So we, we do a little celebrating, but it's interesting how... Uh, in Puerto Rico, you guys got patronales throughout the year, man, depending on where. <laughs> oh, oh. We are 78 uh, <laughs> municipalities, and each one of them has so, los patrona, lo patrones. Yeah. 70, so, 78, you, know, you said? 78, yes. Wow. So, and, and, we, and we have the, our, lo, lo, our patrones, so, mm-hmm. you know, each one of them celebrate them, so they do these uh, fiestas patronales. Okay, that, that's awesome. In so, their honor. So quickly to wrap up, um, today's a good beach day and a good day for the boaters, right? It, for the boaters, is is okay. Although the the Atlantic offshore waters are choppy, not not choppy. They have a, a uh, sorry, they have seas between four and six feet, which is hazardous for most of the small boaters. But they, so they need to exercise caution over there. They're in the in between the islands. Uh, the waves are right now between around four feet or less, so that's uh, is more favorable for the small boaters. Uh, the St. Thomas and St. Croix, the risk of rip currents is is moderate for the north and and eastern section. So be careful over there. Be know your your area. Be aware of the surrounding. Is we don't want to allow to be trapped by a rip current. So, uh, but among that, everything looks fine. We don't have any uh, advisory or precautionary statement out. Okay, that's good. That's good. Well, we're talking with uh, Carlos Anselmi. So I'm looking at the, I'm looking at this um, this website so I can let you know where to go next weekend. Okay, uh, you could go. You could go to what's it? Corozal, Corozal, Corozal. 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 They, they got they got patronales next weekend. So. Uh, be- beginning on Friday, 
So if you want to, if, if you want to hang out, you where is where is Corozal? Corozal is in the is like in the north central part of Puerto Rico. North center. Okay, right. so that's when you're heading near near Bayamón. I don't know if you know where is Bayamón. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, close yeah. closer to Bayamón, but in the mountainside. But where I I thought Arecibo was north central. Arecibo is north central. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I know when you leave when you leave San Juan and you're heading towards. Um, it's like an hour, like 1.5 hours. Yeah, and, and, then, and, then, uh, and then Aguadilla is on the northwest in the yeah, corner. Like and, and, two hours from San Juan. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's uh, el, what's it, El Rincón, Rincón um, Noroeste, right? Down in the western corner? El Noroeste. Yeah. The okay. Northwestern Quadrant. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, so they got Patronales this weekend as well. So you got you got you got places to go this weekend if you yeah, want to. I have the things that I'm working midnights during the weekend, but <laughs> during, during the weekend you work midnights. Midnights, I work. Midnights and, and, and then you I work in the morning. You work in the morning for a couple couple days during the week. Yes, I, basically I did. I I I start my my rotation this week on on Thanksgiving week. So Thank Thanksgiving day, my bad, on last Thursday. So I've been on day shift since last Thursday. Tomorrow is my Friday, let's say. Oh, let's okay. like that. So, so, oh, oh, so Tuesday is your Friday. So you get off yes. on Wednesday and Thursday, then you come back again on Friday? On Friday night, yes. Okay, so you can hang out on Wednesday and Thursday. Then. Uh, let, let. Will be. <laughs> <laughs> there is a possibility. Yeah, man. Hey, hey Carlos Anselmi, nice talking to you, man. And uh, felicidades otra vez. Gracias. Good to, to hear from you. As well, man. Can Thanks a lot. Mind. Appreciate that. That's all Carlos Anselmi. Uh, one, of, one of my friends over there from uh, uh, San Juan. Uh, it's interesting. I'm telling you, man, it's really a beautiful day in paradise. Um, and uh, the dry season coming in. And Hey, last week, Wednesday, I was uh, coming from uh, North Shore Road and uh, leaving Five Corners, and I get to the top of the hill by where the legislature building is, and I looked east. <clears throat> I'm telling you something. St. Croix, lime green. Lime green. Yo, yo me and Lake, yo, the only brown patch <laughs> in St. Croix is where they cut out, they cut out some, part of the, some part of the hill where they plan to do some building or something. Ain't got no dry patch, no brown patch at all on St. Croix, and we're grateful for that. I mean, seriously, the island is a lush green and uh, I'm sure the same thing exists over there in St. Thomas and St. John because y'all yeah, have been experiencing um, a lot of rain uh, over there uh, as well. So this is, so we're good for this dry season. I mean, I'm telling you, man, weather beautiful today. Visibility is nice. It's not perfect. It's not like that three to four week window we had towards the latter part of 2020 when you could have reached out and touch uh, the British Virgin Islands when, when that Alba were uh, I mean, far up porch up there on East Street and just looking over and seeing it. But, uh, it really is a, a beautiful time uh, to be uh, in the Virgins. Um, glad that uh, a lot of people travel. Um, my brother was uh, he, he was out of town for the weekend. He said when he came back to the airport, it was good to see a lot of people uh, travel to see family and all that stuff for Thanksgiving. So that's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? So we're good for that. When we come back, uh, uh, Dewey Henry going to be joining me, doing some deputizing. Because, um, you know, the boys are on assignment, uh, handling business and all that stuff. So we're good. Now, don't forget... Um, to stay on top of the local news, right? Uh, seen by tuning into the WTJX news feed with Marcelina Ventura Douglas at 5 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Be back right after this.
Music can be an incredibly personal experience. A song can inspire you, it can comfort you, it can make you feel understood, it can even take you back to a specific moment in your life. And it all begins with the artist. Join me, Raina Duras, as I get personal through in-depth interviews with your favorite musicians and find out where those songs come from on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. Opportunities at Bank of St. Croix. Bank of St. Croix offers CDs for education, homes, or vacations. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallus Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. A penalty might be imposed for early withdrawal, new money only. Funds may not be transferred from existing Bank of St. Croix accounts to CDs. Rates subject to change at any time. Fees may reduce earnings and principal. www.bankofstcroix.com. Member FDIC. Saturday mornings, we're here for you with Weekend Edition. Two hours of news, interviews, new music, new books, rattling good stories, interesting people, challenging analysis, laughs, air shows, and donkey rides for the kids. So come along with us. Weekend Edition, Saturday mornings from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. With so much going on, it can be hard to keep up with who's doing what and why. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, letting you know whether it's news from across the country and the world or a deep conversation about a novel, movie, or music, we got you. Grab your coffee or your earbuds and tune in to Weekend Edition from NPR News. Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we're back here uh, analyze this and uh we're gonna be joined by uh, uh doing henry uh in a little bit i just want to do a little follow-up from a conversation that we had uh last week wednesday right day before thanksgiving with dr lawanda Cummins and miss uh aishi bello right from the eastern caribbean center the community survey right uh i believe it starts this friday right now, I know that they were supposed to do something back in August based on the UVA website, right? And uh, uh, they could call in to um, correct us on this, right? But I believe something cranking up again on Friday, December the 1st, right? And we had a great conversation with them. It was really a, a educational uh, discussion for me. And just to quote... Uh, Dr. Cummins, the, the VI Community Survey 2023 is essential to close critical gaps in U.S. VI data used by local agencies whose jobs are to organize and plan for the social, educational, health, economic, and other needs for the territory. Right, The data we are collecting this year provides critical insights into the state of the territory after the COVID-19 pandemic and notable shifts in our population. These data are uh, salient for private industry, economic development projections, and indices utilized to understand wellness for U.S. VI children uh, and families. And we had a great, great discussion. We were just feeding off each other 
last week, uh, Wednesday. And I see one of my favorite words uh, here as well, indices. Uh, uh, I like that. I like that terminology there. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I believe something cranking up on, on Friday, December 1st, based on what uh, I heard uh, uh, in, uh, in a, during our conversation on Wednesday. So um, Ms. Cummins, Dr. Cummins or Ms. Bellew, if you could uh, reach out to the station to let us know what exactly is cranking up, right, uh, on de- in December. Because on the website, it says that the community survey was, was to be conducted in August and September of 2023, right? And one more thing that, uh, that was good about that conversation is I had suggested to them based on the fact that uh, the 2020 census year was just unquestionably abnormal um, due to the pandemic, um, that uh, we need to look at a mid-decennial um, census or something along those lines um, because people are just missed. That's just how it is. Um, and uh, uh, we got, uh, you know, we got to figure out, you know, uh, where we at. And of course, the data that we got uh, from uh, the most recent census um, has us um, with a 19,000 uh, person population decline and takes us to 87,000. Of course, you know, you miss people and all that stuff, so we good. Uh, my good friend, Ronnie Russell, uh, who uh, uh, is is on the line uh, right now, um, I want to welcome the counselor from Canaan Ridge uh, to analyze this. This is the last November edition. Ronnie Russell, glad to have you on, man. Happy holidays. Thank you. Thank you, Neville. I'm glad to be on. Yeah. You know, Ronnie, I was thinking back to when we first, my very first day as a senator, you were a member of the 26th legislature. Uh, yeah. And we uh, and we come a long way. Ready? Next year, I mean, you're for, you were first elected in 2002, right? So you you, yeah. you you went through a 20-year anniversary last year, January. I go, I'm looking at a 20-year anniversary in, in uh, well, this year, January, right? This yeah, year, yeah. because it was January yeah. 2003. Uh, Ronnie, time to fly fast, yeah. Jeez, I'm bread. Yep. A whole generation gone, my boy. Yep. And and you wonder whether life has improved. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We got to. Uh, you know, I think you know. You know, right now they're going through a pause in uh in in the Middle East, right? And which which yeah. to me, Ronnie, is 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 crazy that you could actually pause a war, pause a conflict. I mean, I mean, where are we as human beings that that's the way we got to live now to allow for hostages? Uh, th- this notion that w- we exchanging people for 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 necessities is crazy, Ronnie. Man, in twenty twenty three, we really regress yeah. as a as a world, man. Not just not just us here in the region, but and and, and, and yeah. the territory. Yeah. But this is crazy what we're going through. Yeah, and and the the truth is that you know it don't seem to improve along as we get older it seems to be getting worse yeah man and but you know it is right that, it's greed and already yeah more 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 the haves one thing more and less for the have-nots absolutely and then you know um the the countries that produce a lot don't feel an obligation to share with their brothers, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so that you have people starving in 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 Africa and parts of Asia. Mm-hmm. 
and mm. and South America. Can't you can't yeah, you can't you can't ignore the craziness in South America. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that you know, and then you have you know gatherings in the United States where food is wasted. No, you bring up a good point. I had, I had I had Summer Sibley on uh, a couple of weeks ago. By the way, Summer, good morning, happy holidays. Um, your conversation was well received. People have been talking to me uh, about um, the information that you provide with the Good Food Coalition, and uh, we got regional um, distribution centers. And Randy, I'm glad you went there. Um, go give the Biden administration credit. They've established twelve regional uh, food distribution um, uh, centers. And the Virgin Islands is in one with Guam and and Alaska and Hawaii, uh, and and I mean what we consume going to waste in many areas, and and that again is counterproductive. Yeah, and you know you know the humanity of the globe, you know, has it appears to be diminishing, you know. The people don't value human life the way they should. <clears throat> look, look, look at the shooting in 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 these islands. Shootings, things, you know, things happening all over the world that really show the atrocities against humanity. And you know, taking a human life senselessly. What you mentioned earlier, wow. <laughs> You know, a pause in a war. Can you imagine Thousands that? Thousands of people don't get killed. Yeah. <laughs> and, and okay, and we we gonna have a pause for five days so that uh, they could release some of the hostages and two hundred trucks per day could come into Gaza. No man, no man, no. no. We we, we really. like a video game that. Yeah, my man. Grandson to play. Yeah, man. With with, like with, with with human lives, yeah. you know, as the characters in a video game. This is crazy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, the the thing I was telling you about, right? Um, The U.S. Department of Agriculture has established regional food business center program, business centers program, and they got 12 of them, Appalachia, Delta, Rio Grande, uh, Great Lakes, Heartland, Islands, and remote areas. That's the one we're in, right? (laughs) (laughs) It is is what it is. You know what I'm saying? When they say remote, they're really talking about, they're talking about Alaska, right? When they say remote, right? Uh, um, North Central, Northeast, Northwest, and Rocky Mountain, Southeast, um, Southwest, right? And they got the National Intertribal Food Business Center, which is good because the recognition uh, uh, of of, um, the natives, you know what I'm saying? So got to give give this administration some credit in that regard, right? And I believe, um, um, Rani, you know, the, the the president made eighty one last week, a week before, and they like to tease. He he's having a joke about it now, talking about his age. But actually, when I, when you look at it, his age is actually an asset given what we're dealing with in the world nowadays. Because we need more sensitivity at this time, Randy Russell, because we're yeah. so polarized, counselor. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. Uh, yeah. that uh, that you need somebody who is you know who has that level of uh, softness. Uh, and sensitivity that uh, the president uh, exudes. That, that's wisdom. You see, with experience, you gain wisdom of like how that. to solve problems. Mm-hmm. And you don't act rashly. You don't. You don't. You don't react. 
Yeah. And, you don't, you don't, and you don't be condescending at a time when people are hurting. Yes, exactly. So all of these, you know, you, you gain wisdom how to deal with leadership. And he's a wise leader, uh, regardless of his age. And age shouldn't play such an important role, you know, because a lot of countries, um, they don't have young leaders um, leading them along, you know, the path of sometimes self-destruction because, you know, they, they react and they react, you know, to a lot of things that a, a, a wise, experienced leader would be able to resolve much better. And I think Biden is showing that, you know, he's showing that more and more the media and the press you have like, you're having a, having a feel with his age, my son. A feel it. Yeah. They, you know, yeah. But, 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 but we're seeing some pushback now, though. Where, where some people are, are, are saying, uh, we're tired, we tired of hearing about that. And, and they're actually saying the election results, you know, basically telling Iowa with this polling thing about age that it, it ain't really applying. It ain't, it ain't sticking. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but uh, Trump ain't that much younger, you know. That's I the next mean, thing, too. He's going to be 78 in a little bit. You know, what's the difference between eighty-one and seventy-eight, Randy? I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean that, that that's a laughable thing uh, when you think yeah. about it. But 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 quickly though, one of the, the three entered the three areas, right? That that the, the the regional food business centers are looking at. To me, apply to everything that we deal with when it comes to administration, coordination, technical assistance, and capacity building, right? And it's good that they've used these uh, three foundational areas uh, uh, to actually uh, build, you know, what, what what they want to accomplish. And these are things that we should apply in everything, including our biggest issue here uh, in the Virgin Islands, which is energy. You know, if we could if we yeah. could get more coordination, a lot more technical assistance, and capacity building with respect to our energy crisis, we'd be much better off as a territory. Yeah, and I think that um, we have people here who understand. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they get in the decisional process is another thing. But you got people who really understand that concept, you know, of organization and, you know, the but, whole but concept. We, but we, of, need, we need to depoliticize the Virgin Islands, Ronnie. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. And, and that... that, that I know the Democratic Party is a dominant, dominant entity. You and I registered Democrats when we ran and won and all that stuff. But we go call a speed a speed. We need to depoliticize the Virgin Islands if we truly want to get. That's one. Of, that was one of Wang Louis's greatest greatest um, strengths, you know. And it actually hurt the Democratic Party because he was independent in the end, right? But um, he recognized. Remember, Elma Robuck was one of his boys, right? And Elma, yeah. Elma D was a big Democrat, right? And he had a number yeah. of Democrats that uh, that he, he he reached out to a number of Republicans as well and ICMs. Um, we need to, to look at you know the windows that we were very very productive, right? And and see if we could emulate them going forward. Sometimes you got to go back to the drawing board, Ronnie. Uh, you can't yeah, be acting like you know everything. You got to go back and say, look now, um, let me look at my let me look at my notes, right? And see where how we were when we were better off. They're not around with that. Absolutely. And you know something, it's good it's good you mentioned Wang Louis. Because he he had to look at the Virgin Islands as a whole and not separate islands and not separation by party. And 
he did a good job bringing everybody together, and that's what you were talking about, and bringing everybody together to, you know, promote the territory, not certain people or certain organizations, just promote the territory and make it an even playing field for everybody so that everybody could have opportunities. Everybody need a shot, man. Everybody need a shot. Speaking yeah. of which, Ronnie, I want to congratulate uh, Michelle Smith, um, yes. her family, and, of course, uh, the Track and Field Federation, um, by extension at large, um, she has signed to be a Georgia Bulldog. Yes. She's going to be attending the University of Georgia, but but she, she got 11th grade or 12th grade? She graduating. She graduating this year? Yeah, yeah. Okay. She graduating this year. Okay, okay. So she gonna be, she's going to be a um, a freshman for the 24-25 um, um, school year. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. so it was a big announcement and all that stuff. So congratulations to her. And she's still the, the dominant uh, eight hundred meter runner, right? And and four hundred yep. four hundred hurdle. Uh, yeah. For, 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 for the for the for the for the for the for the region, right? Yeah, definitely. Wow. And and she has you know stepped out in the bigger arena. She did well too. Um, in the Panam Games, you know, mm-hmm. she 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 sampled it and she can return to the collegiate ranks and be in her zone with her peers. But she stepped into the Panam Games and she she did well. She ran fourth in the hurdles. It was good, 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 good showing. You know, also, also so, she finished fourth in the uh, four hundred meter hurdles. Yeah, yeah. In the finals. Oh, that's a good. That's good, Ronnie. She didn't medal, of course. She wish she could have at least a bronze, but but that's good, man. Yeah, yeah. That's what. That's that's what. Because she's only what seventeen, right? Yeah, she's seventeen. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Wow. So you know, it's a good showing, and as usual, uh, the Virgin Islands has talent that we need to develop, and she did the right thing. Appearance. Send her to a school where she could develop, to a high school where she could have meets and everything, mm-hmm. and participate in a program. You know that would yeah, that's, develop that's good. her skills. You know, no, that's, good, that's, good. That's, that's you know, and and the, you know, the, the good swimmers too. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw that. I saw that. We, we're going we, we gonna, we gonna to start investing in some facilities, but we should make that part of recovery as well. We're going to take a break and be back right after this. Taste of Two Islands is back. Join us at Antilles Mark C. Marin Center on December 14th for the long-awaited return of the taste, a culinary feast for the season. Hosted by me, George Culture Silkat. Tickets are on sale now through Thursday, December 14th. 
Tickets are available at Chelsea's Drugstore in Red Hook, Barefoot Buddha across from Haven Site Mall, and Bonita's Cantina in Niski Shopping Center. Tickets can also be purchased online at wtjx.org forward slash taste or call 340-774-6255. Shuttle service will be available from Haven Site Park a lot to the MCM Center. Don't miss this opportunity to experience the magic of local cuisine as you dance to the rhythms of Spectrum Band. Sponsors for this event are VI Lottery, West Indies Company, Cardo Wine and Spirits, First Bank, Bellows International, the VI Office of Highway Safety, the VI Housing Finance Authority, and the VI Public Finance Authority. It's the return of the taste, Thursday, December 14th at 6 p.m. A taste you can never forget. Hi, I'm Peter Sagal. You spent the week listening to the news. Don't you think you deserve to show off what you've learned on Wait, Wait, We Give You a Chance to Impress Your Friends with Your Knowledge of International Incidents, Political Gaffes, and the Latest Advancement in German Nudists? You'll be the life of the party or the death. Either way, you'll make an impression and you can thank Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Sometimes you need a moment to just step back, relax, and listen to your favorite song. I'm Raina Duris, and on the next World Cafe, maybe I can help you find something new to love, or maybe remind you of something you've been missing. There's so much music out there to enjoy, so take a moment, take a breath, and tune in to World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Just the table talk, and we got a number of different topics. Uh, we're gonna be touching, we already uh, touched on uh, the situation in the Middle East and uh, and how uh, you know in 2023 uh, we're actually in the business of exchanging food and 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 water and necessities for people, but that's unfortunate. I got Ronnie Russell, uh, me good morning, uh, Senator Russell, glad to have you on, Mr. President, and uh, glad to have. You hear, uh, Ronnie? Quickly, um, the Caribbean when it come to women, women sprinters. What it is about the Caribbean? Why, why the women track and feel like this is so good, man? Will we lose, Ronnie? No, I think he did. Uh, hold on, because uh, the reason why I asked that question, of course, you know, we got Michelle Smith, who recently signed to with the University of Georgia and Southeastern Conference, and she's going to be a, a Georgia Bulldog. Uh, for the 24-25 uh, school year. Um, but I also got a young lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ronnie, I think I got your phone on mute. I'll take your phone off of mute. Um, but um, we also got a young lady from St. Lucia, right? Uh, her name is, I believe her name is Julian Alfred. Uh, and she was actually in the in the, in the 100 meter uh, finals uh, in Budapest this year when Ronnie was over there. Um, I'm pulling up her thing now. By the way, you could go to the uh, world, uh, there's a website, worldathletics.org, right? And uh, you could just uh, type in an athlete's name 
and you'll see you'll see all of the competitions and stuff. That's what I'm looking at right now for Michelle Smith. Uh, she gonna be making uh, 18 uh, uh, next year, June. Right? She was born on June 18th, 2006. So in 2024, right now she's 17 and she gonna make uh, 18. You know what I'm saying? But um, <clears throat> yeah, I was looking for uh, Julian Alfred. I think she went to University of Texas. And she was a dominant, yeah, St. Julian Alfred, um, a St. Lucian sprinter, right? And she won, she won the silver medal in the 100 meters at the 2022 Commonwealth Game. She's currently, right? Hold on there. She's a North American indoor record holder for 60 meters. Right, and she's from Ciceron in Castries, Saint Lucia, and uh, and she goes to the University of Texas. Of course, you know we got uh, a, a very uh, popular. Uh, uh, we got the the um, Saint Lucia, and it has a, a large uh, population here on Saint Croix and throughout the Virgin Islands as well. Ronnie Russell, good morning once again, sir. Glad to have you on, Mr. Yeah. President. I get crossed up with myself one day. Yeah, that's so. okay. That's okay. And we got uh, Dwayne Henry joining us as well. Good morning, Councillor. What's up, man? Good, good morning, Senators. I apologize again, self for problems. So saying just ready. To our, uh, you, you're a liberty, Ronnie? Yes, liberty. Uh, to our liberty. Let me tell you something. I yeah. went I went into um the marketplace down there by Grove. Uh-huh. And I got yes. I got Liberty Desk inside there. Me never see so much uh-huh. me never see so much people standing around the Liberty Desk. <laughs> It's funny because I be in Plaza the other day, and I said, "Why well, got and a heap of people in line?" Yes, but sir. You know who? You know I want to gotta be careful because that's what you know. I don't want to be um, caught up in a torturous interference with a business. But people been going in droves over to the other uh, company, the one with the German. Ronnie, 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 we we gotta do something about that, man. Because somebody was asking me, who regulates cell phone? And you know, the school been telling us for the longest, there's only but this limited regulation with the PSC over cell phone service in the territory, running. Something fundamentally yeah. wrong with that, I don't know. Definitely. They, what what happens pass, with the, the F- I'm sorry. You, you can't pass through St. John and get no cell phone. How wow. That, how, in this day and age. Wow. Go ahead. Uh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, and now we're going to say that the FCC actually has quite a lot of responsibility over it because it's radio waves. So a lot of the regulation comes to the FCC. Oh. Um, you just got to know who to complain to, like they say. Um, you know, I guess you know, the FCC or uh, the PSC co-workers are conduit for sending complaints up to the FCC. But a lot of the authority is actually federal authority under the FCC because they're dealing with radio waves. So we, I got I to gotta, I gotta go do my homework then and find out where we can go to. Because we need, we need some... Man, you're supposed to know no, no, but but Doc School tell me that they, 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 they could only look into certain, they could only regulate certain aspects. He's correct. So, He's absolutely correct. Yeah, so, 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 so now, you're te- now you're telling me, Neville, you got to dig a little deeper. So that's what I'm going to do. Okay, Counselor? Yeah, we're good. In, terms, in terms of service, yeah. I think what it is, the FCC could deal with billing. I mean, they look, PSC yeah. could deal with billing. Yes, yes, like, yes, that's what he said. Service, yeah. It's the FCC. Yeah, we, we, we go get into that. Quickly, Ronnie, to wrap up on that um, track and field thing with Michelle Smith, I had mentioned a young lady out of St. Lucia, Julian Alfred, right? 
and she's a sprinter and she was in the finals for the 100 and I believe the 200 as well. Guess what high school she went to in St. Lucia? The name of it. <laughs> the Leon Hess, Compre Leon Hess Comprehensive yeah. Secondary School oh, yeah. in St. Lucia. Ain't <laughs> that something, honey? Wow. Oh, wow. And then, uh, oh, that, no, that was that was her junior high school. And she went to St. Catherine High School uh, in Jamaica. Oh, so they recognize talent down in St. Lucia and said, no, we're going to send you with a real speed there so you could train over there. Oh, running this thing comprehensive in the, in, the, in, in the Caribbean now with this track and feel and the ladies, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's excellent because they're all getting to major schools in the United States. Yeah, yeah, because she, she then pursued a bachelor's degree in, in a bachelor's degree in youth and community studies at the University of Texas. And we know Texas has always been big for track and field throughout the, yeah, throughout so the years. It's, it's great. And um, they get a good education and they make money. Now with track and field, they can make money. They're making money. So mm -hmm. it's, it's all good. It's all good. That's, yeah. what, that, that's, that's what we're talking about. And uh, she's a great sprinter uh, representing you know, the Texas. Texas is good with every sport except basketball, probably. Well, they actually had a window there. They actually had a window there when they were real good for basketball, but the, the coach left and gone to market. A dude named Shaka, 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 uh, I forget his last name is. And Kevin Durant actually is a, is a great, uh, uh, played for one year at University of Texas, uh -huh. but the money is so great, them players leaving after one. As soon as they're eligible for the NBA, they're gone. Listen, too much money, too much money to be left uh -huh. on the table. Gentlemen, um, the ethics committee, um, <laughs> They're claiming they're going to take some action with respect to George Santos in Congress. And he has decided, well, if I go in, let me burn this thing down. Did he lose some bad water after that? Yes, sir. And then over the weekend, Ronnie Russell, he claimed they're coming after me, but a man who come in on the floor the next morning hung over. They got others who involved in extramarital affairs. Ronnie, this is embarrassing that, the, that that Congress has allowed itself um, to, you know, just, you know, regress, you know, for the lack of a better term, um, to, to the point where, I mean, it's like it's it's it's, it's like a marketplace. Absolutely, you know, uh, the sad news is that it reflects on the electorate. Yes, sir. Who elect these people. Yes, sir. And, you know, there's no scrutiny. There's no vetting of candidates. And because of the misinformation and the Internet, anybody could put up anything and convince people that they're, you know, worthy of being a congressperson. And then, you know, they're not. And then, you know, so, so it, it, it's a failing of the entire system, the news media, the people who are going to vote, Congress not regulating itself, and the Supreme Court having no regulation so they could do what they want. And the country is in real problem from the bottom up. And, you know, it really bad, Neville, and, and, and doing. It really is bad. Because he disrespecting Congress to the highest level 
and he's supposed to be a representative of the people from the district that elected him. The Long Island Queens District in New York. Yeah. Yes. The, the, I'm sure the people are, are very ashamed of him and who they elected. And, you know, that's how America moving right now, you know. But so, but 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 this thing about uh, Dwayne Henry, this thing about well, if uh-huh. if, if they're coming after me, let me burn it down and 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 yeah. and, 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 and grab and, gra- and grab some grab some victims with me. That 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 shows that he was never really uh, cut out and had the had had the wherewithal, right, to be to, to be a representative of people. Of course not. And and you know, Ronnie touched on something. Do you think the people in the Queens side feel that bad at all? Because I'm going to tell you, he, he pulled a lot of Hispanic votes out of Queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, and the Queens said that's a story and stuff. And you know, a lot of South Americans live there. Yeah. And they said, I think he got that sympathetic vote from them. To me, the embarrassing thing is the people over Oyster Bay and, um, and, and Old Westbury and then mm-hmm. Hicksville, he represents that part of, of Long Island. Those are supposed to be some of the richest, sophisticated people in New York, if not in the country. Well, my son, wherever it was, they, but 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 we can't we can't give the media a pass neither. They no, they, no. they they, they simply no. the lot. Well, 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 actually, actually, it was. It, it looks like they didn't think he was going to win. Number one, I think uh, that's it. And and then by early December, even Republicans oh. were turning at him. What's her name? Tulsi Gabbard, who had who who, who don't know what party mm-hmm. she day in. Uh, he was on Fox mm-hmm. News one night, and she she was raking him over the coals, but it was embarrassing. He hadn't even sworn in, and 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 here we are a year later. I mean, mm-hmm. just non-productive. I think he's been indicted, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 now the ethics committee claiming they want to do something, but you know, uh, I sent you guys um, uh, an article, a New York Times article, mm-hmm. um, the American political terrain going through a serious. Uh, a, a serious transition now where a third, no, 10%, I should say, 10%, 36% congressmen and women are not seeking re-election, 35, yeah. 36. I mean, and, and that, that's like 8% because you got 435 uh, congressmen. Uh-huh. Um, that's a significant number, man. When, when, when you're looking at, Ronnie Russell, when, when you're looking at 35, 36 congressmen and women right now who ain't coming back to Congress, whether it be because they, they don't want it to do the political arena, they're seeking higher office. That's major turnover, Ronnie. Major. Yeah, and it's going to influence the direction of the country because who controls the Congress, you know, is how to control the country in in many ways. And that is a, a significant amount. I, I read that, um, Neville, and... Um, I was very, very surprised because uh, there was a point where being a congressman was an honor to represent people and be in the highest body in you know American politics. And people look forward to it. They look up to the congressperson. It looks like a change now. <laughs> people running from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, that district that, you, that that we're talking about for George George Santos, um, uh, Dwayne, 
New York, uh -huh. New York's third district uh -huh. is the wealthiest congressional district go. in New York. And in, and, in two, and in 2022 was the fourth wealthiest nationally. There you go. It is also one of two districts, along with New York's 11th, where Republicans oh. represent a portion of New York City. So you know they're embarrassed, right? Very embarrassed. That's a home at Teddy Roosevelt. That's right. That's right. When you look at all the different tongues... When you look at Both the when you look at the tongues here, you got Oyster Bay, like you uh -huh. mentioned, Syosset, uh -huh. Jericho, uh -huh. Hicksville, uh -huh. Old Westbury, yes. where I went to school, Mineola, where Aldamato, yes. where Aldamato yes. used to run yeah, things yeah, from yeah. over there. Aldamato, <laughs> yeah. yeah, East Hills, Great Neck, <laughs> Port Washington, yeah. wow, and 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 the the eastern parts of New York City and Queens, wow. Yes. They really get they they really get tech for a loop there. Yeah. Wow, this, this is. By the way, Rani, um, um, my good friend, uh, uh, Leslie Commission, right? Who is who? Um, who cheers? Uh, who hosts? Uh, comes in territory. She had me to know Texas, the same university of Texas we're talking about. They won one. Of the, they won one of the divisions of the Paradise Jams tournament, right? Yes. Yes, so, they did. Yes, yeah, so I, so I noticed, and I, 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 when when we get it, when we get it, um, the president on. He could explain it to me. The the ladies' paradise jam tournament. They got two divisions, right? They got the island division and they got the reef division. And North Carolina State, right? One one the uh, the island division and the University of Texas Longhorns. The Wolf Factory, North Carolina State, one island division and the Longhorns, the Lady Longhorns, for um the University of Texas. They won the reef division. And my good friend uh, Rashida Hodge, um, of course, you know she's a, a NC State grad as well, so. Uh, she was she was lapping it up and having a good time with that. Great discussion uh, so far. We got uh, the counselors edition of Table Talk. We got Attorney Dwayne Henry and my good friend, former Senator and President of the 29th Legislature, Ronnie Russell, joining us some morning. We'll take a break. We'll come back, do some programming notes, and then uh, delve into some more topics because we had an unfortunate situation that happened in downtown Charlotte, Mali over the weekend, and we got to speak a little bit about recidivism. Be back right after this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. So I spent the past year trying to figure out what news design for 21st century humans might look like. One of the things that really stuck with me was that we now know that humans actually need hope to get up in the morning. And I don't think as a journalist, I ever thought about it that way. We're always looking for new and better ways to understand the world we live in. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. The PBS NewsHour has a rich legacy of in-depth reporting and strong storytelling. Only four people have sat in that chair before us, and the enormity of this moment is not lost on me. People turn to us because they know they can hear from trusted sources of information and news. That won't change a bit, even as the faces behind the desk change. Good evening. I'm Jeff Bennett. And I'm Amna Nawaz. Weekdays at 7 p.m. on WTJX-TV, Channel 12. Good morning. This is meteorologist Russ Murley 